0: Hello there. Welcome to the thirty third episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Edie, and alongside me, I have my co-host, and a guy who may or may not own a DVD box set for the hit movie Aquamarine, Adrian Pinter. How does it go, sir?
1: General Kenobi, it goes quite well. Thank you very much for asking today. How art thou?
0: I am okay. I'm okay. When you say box
1: set... Isn't that assuming that it's like a series of films or TV shows? Like, how
0: can how can it be a box set of a single movie? You got all the bonus footage as well. All the blooper reels. It's uh, There's multiple DVDs in that box for Aquamarine, the hit movie with The Mermaid, starring Sarah Paxton. Mm-hmm, By the way, I, I think I had mentioned that that was a Family Channel movie where I kind of uh, alluded to it. It actually is not. It actually was in theaters, believe it or not. Crazy. Well, it deserves to be it
1: deserves to still be in theaters even now
0: to this day it should just, just continue to be in theaters indefinitely is that what you are saying correct they should have never removed it from theaters so you love you do actually like that movie no okay well then why does it deserve to continue to be in theaters pick a lane, buddy picklin have i have i actually befuddled you this much that you're now silent no Okay. It just
1: deserve like it doesn't need an an explanation. Just watch the movie; you'll understand why it deserves to be in theaters. It's not a good movie. Where can
0: you watch this? Where can you watch this movie, Adrian? I don't know.
1: Tell I think audience. I watched it through the Stars channel on the Apple TV app.
0: Oh, really? Crazy! Yeah.
1: You have Stars? You subscribe no. to Stars? Well, there was a free one month trial because I wanted to watch Taken. I wanted to see what the hubbub was was about, about uh, on this movie Taken. So it was on Stars. So I just did the free trial.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I see. All right then. Well, uh, how's your week been? Like, what what have you done? What what uh, anything exciting? No, again, another uh, uneventful
1: week. Well, yeah, man. Honestly, not not much is going on. Like like they they announced that the stay at home order is lifting this upcoming Tuesday, potentially, potentially. So like I don't know. I'm, I'm excited at the very least, hang out with one or two of my friends. I I miss them. But uh, uh, other than that, like honestly, not not much, man. I've just been at home. I've, I played video games. I've watched some movies. I've watched TV show. What have you been up to?
0: Uh, I had a brief uh, scare and went to the hospital. Um, Other than that, you know, I'm just excited for the. Actually, I'm not really excited for the lockdown to lift because it's just going to be a disaster. People are going to believe that COVID is just is over, even though it's not over, and the new variant is going to spread like wildfire, and we're going to be around. I'm guessing around 5,000 cases per day by the end of March. But um, yeah, you know, other than impending doom, I'm in good spirits. Uh, yeah. So you know that because you're a doctor? Oh, I'm not a doctor. I, yeah. I'm definitely not. I, I'm definitely not. Is that why you had to go to the hospital? What, what, was, what happened there? Oh, I don't know. I got some weird, weird rib pain. I, it's, it's a very odd situation. I, I don't understand quite still what the deal is, because was, I was having issues breathing without having, you know, no cough or fever, I, like there was no symptoms of COVID as an example, but I would breathing in very deeply, it would cause pain. So I, I thought maybe it was, I don't know, I, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was going, I was getting a little extreme. I thought maybe it was like a pulmonary embolism or something. I, I was really going to the extreme thing because it it just kept getting worse over the week and so then I went to the hospital. I was there for like 5 hours doing tests from like 11 uh. p.m. to 5 a.m. So, anyway, it was uh yeah, it was not the greatest time in the world uh, hmm. for my days off to be, you know, spent in the hospital. But anyways, it, they said it was just a pulled rib muscle somehow. And I was like, how did I do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's still there's still pain. It hurts to sleep on one side. I sleep on my back now because it's just painful. But I don't know. Maybe it'll go away, and I'll be, I'll be good again. Well, I don't know. Maybe they uh, misdiagnosed you, and there's something seriously wrong. Still, yeah, it's possible. I went to see two doctors. Like I went in in the morning to go to see a walk, like to a walking clinic, and then after that to the hospital, and they, both of them had the same diagnosis. It's true. There could be something wrong. But I got an X ray. I had two blood tests. I have like I think I'm allergic to like the, to the uh, stuff they put on before, like the disinfectant they put on before the blood test, which is kind of ironic, I guess. <laughs> because it's supposed to disinfect the area but I, I i get rashes when i like give blood or i like for like you know giving like pints of blood for for helping people reasons and then i i also get, i get really bad rashes apparently when i give blood to for a blood test because both they have to do it on both arms because they they messed up which which test they were doing initially so they're like well we're actually going to test for other things now and so they tested the other arm they got an x-ray and then and they did an ecg and yeah, they didn't find anything that was out of the ordinary. They said I had a clean bill of health. I'm like, Interesting. well, I'm having trouble breathing deeply still. So I'm not sure that you're correct in this. But yeah, if I if there's no episode next week, you'll know why. Okay, yeah, fair enough.
1: I don't know how to post this. So so yeah, I don't even know how to record. I don't know how to turn this into a WAV file. Hopefully you don't die is what I'm saying. It didn't seem like
0: that's what you're saying, but uh, yeah good stuff.
1: Hmm. Why'd they have to test your other arms? The blood in, like, they were taking blood from both your arms. They're like, oh, this this arm is out of blood, so they just start taking it from the other arm. I'm confused.
0: No, no. No, they just, they tested the other arm to start, and then they're like, well, we're not going to poke you. What, you want to just be poked in the other arm. I should have just said no, just poke me in the, the initial arm, because they can't go through the same hole over and over again. It would create, a, like, a, you know, that would just end up being a cut, a cut on my arm. <laughs> so they, they had to go to the other arm for I guess it, would, it was easier. I'm not sure. Ah. There's there's bruises on my arm and now there's like a rash. It just happens to me. It's happened to me multiple times giving blood. So I, I, don't, I don't know. They don't really, they don't, it's funny. They don't ask when they're doing a blood test, wh- wh- whether I'm allergic to the uh, the disinfectant, but they definitely ask when you're like giving blood, like to, you know, to give, to give away. So I, I'm not really sure mm. why they don't ask. At the hospital, they care about you less. Yeah. Like I, we don't really care that much. It makes sense. You could... You're holding up the line. Let's let's go. Quick yeah, one. that that makes sense. So it's cool about this. I, I don't wanna rub it in anyone's faces. And there's not a lot of America of Americans that watch our podcast or listen to it, I should say. But this was all free. I should just add. It was all free. It's the beauty of free healthcare. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say that.
1: That's good, man. Yeah. Like I, I'm a big fan of, of free things, including yeah. healthcare. I, why you,
0: the way you're saying this is almost as if you're not Canadian. You're like, Well, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of that like you get that too adrian I don't yeah know i know, you know
1: i i know i just hate going to the hospital or the doctor's office. oh i know
0: right now it's so weird like there's an extra uh, the extra portable on the guelph hospital like they added like an extra wing because of oh. covid there was no one there though i was very alarmed i was like there's, there's literally no one here it was on the super bowl like i was there at the like on the day of the super bowl
1: <laughs> yeah so everyone's like fuck it if i'm injured i'm just gonna go after the super bowl i'm, I'm gonna go after the
0: big game yeah yeah for sure yeah. yeah. they're not I got COVID. I gotta enjoy this part this Super Bowl party party first, you know? Mm-hmm. It's important. Anyways. Enough about my health. Let's uh let's move on to corrections. What are you thinking? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. To be clear, every episode we look at our past episode and try and make corrections based on things we said in error. Things that are potential mistakes or in you know factually not true. And so I don't really have anything to uh, to point out, I don't think, I, I was, I don't know if you've got anything that you wanted to point out for corrections, but. Mm,
1: no, I feel like I made a mistake, but it was
0: like a, a,
1: a mistaken jest and it, oh, okay, like, it was, was a that? joke, but you didn't acknowledge it. And I, like I was, I was listening back to it. I didn't write it down though, but just anyone listening to the last week's episode and you noticed me saying like something that's factually incorrect, understand that it's a joke.
0: <laughs> what? Well, how do they know it's factually incorrect or not? That's the point um, of the show corrections segment.
1: Research everything I said last week, just to make sure, you know, which one's the joke.
0: I can't tell if you're joking now or not. But uh, anyways, I was just going to get into uh, Kenneth Staddlebauer's email, so... I've heard of him. Yeah, me too. Let's reach into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter, or by email to splitfocuspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And Kenneth Staddlebauer, of course, wrote into us, and he said, Casters of Pods, about shared universes. Universal's problem, meaning the studio, is that they saw the success of the MCU and tried to recreate their original continuity from the 40s. Their monsters did cross over in House of Frankenstein in 1944, House of Dracula 1945, and Abbott and Costello's Meet Frankenstein in 1948. The Wolfman was to be the first in the dark universe. When it failed to bring in the expected box office, they were counting on Dracula untold to be the first. At the risk of rambling, My major problem with this particular movie was continuing the misconception that there were more than a surface connection to real life Voivod de Vlad tapes. For more information, I recommend the papers of Dr. Elizabeth Miller, most notably Dracula Sense and Nonsense 2006. The new plan was to make a series of movies with Russell Crowe's Dr. Jekyll being the connection between flicks starting with The Mummy. Legendary, of course, is only trying to copy the pattern set forth by Japan's Toho Company Limited, having Godzilla meet and either fight or team up with a series of monsters, robots, and aliens. With the success of the 2014 Godzilla, they were given the rights to more of Toho's library of critters. Signed Kenneth, and a quote here, of course, whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process he does not become a monster, and if you gaze long enough into an abyss... The abyss will gaze back into you. A quote by Frederick Nietzsche. Oh, yeah. Frederick
1: Friedrich Nietzsche. Uh, yeah. Hello,
0: Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, he's know? a
1: character in Kingdom Hearts. Frederick
0: Nietzsche? Mm-hmm. No, he's not.
1: That quote is straight out of Kingdom Hearts.
0: No, that's definitely not. Pretty sure this guy's a famous philosopher. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so we talked last week specifically about the Dark Universe and how that was like a ginormous failure for Universal. Um And uh, Ken's referencing that here. And we also mentioned how the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of changed the game in terms of creating a a cohesive cinematic universe because every one of those movies, almost every one of them is a success, which is remarkable. Having now, I don't know how many movies, there are like 23 movies now. It's crazy. His email is actually jumping from, I think, if I'm correct, he's jumping from the 1940s to 2000s. I don't know if you noticed that mm-hmm. when I was reading it. because So they tried to do the Dark Universe. The last time they tried to do that was in 1948, and then they tried it again with Dracula Untold? No. That's a that's a no. large gap.
1: No, there's a series of three movies from 1944, 1945, and then 1948. That was the first one, like the first series of the Dark Universe, movies that connected.
0: Yeah, and then the next time they tried it was in the 2000s.
1: With The Wolfman. Right, yeah, 2010.
0: Right, yeah. That's a huge gap.
1: It is indeed. It is indeed a huge gap. You said that the last time they tried it was 1948, and then the next time they tried it was Dracula Untold. But the Wolfman was the last. Oh, the Wolf. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: sorry. The Wolfman was the next time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the 2000s specifically is when they when they did so. Anyways. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks, Ken, once again, for writing into us. I appreciate you. Uh, and uh, thank you for bringing your knowledge to the table. Yeah. What have you been watching this week, Adrian? I've been watching a few things, a couple of movies,
1: a new TV show. What do you want to hear about first? Pick a number between one and three. Five. All right. So what I've been watching it, it, what I watched, what what I watched this past week is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie.
0: Wow. Incredible. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I was waiting for your response. Uh, We briefly talked about last week uh, that there's like a Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, new Netflix Sonic the Hedgehog TV show coming out then I remember that I still have yet to watch Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's on uh, Amazon prime Canada here in Canada, uh, obviously. And uh, you know, me and my lover were just hanging out and we just decided uh, to watch the movie. And it's actually pretty good. Honestly. Um, It's a nice, like I think it's an hour and 40 ish minutes. So not too long. It doesn't take up too much of your time. It's just something easy to put on and watch. Uh, It's, definitely a kids movie though uh, why is it a kids movie ju- why is it- it's definitely like made for children like children first like very p p sorry not p rated g rated movie uh not much goes on you know uh the jokes are kind of hit and miss you know there's definitely stuff made for kids and then definitely stuff with uh th- that have a few like innuendos that uh go- are made for adults you know what i mean that no, no young child would understand. Uh, it's a good balance there in terms of like video game movies I've watched. I don't know if it's my favorite. I really
0: like Detective Pikachu actually as well. So I feel like I'm pretty that's- sure my crazy Sonic the Hedgehog is definitely PG. Is it PG? Yes. Ah, It feels it's pretty rare to find a G movie nowadays. I'm yeah, not fair saying. enough. Well, it's yeah, just
1: it just feels like a very G rated movie. Uh, they just recently announced the sequel for it as well. Uh, and they do set up the sequel at the end of the movie. Um that is coming out April 8th, I believe, uh 2022. So just a couple years from or sorry, uh just next year actually. Um do you have any interest in watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie?
0: Only because of Jim Carrey, honestly, cuz Jim Carrey hasn't been in very much and he looks like he's uh he does a great job. Am I am I crazy?
1: Uh no, you're not crazy. He does a pretty good job. I mean, he he plays Dr. Eggman. I'm not too familiar with Sonic lore, so I don't really know how accurate the character is uh to the like video games but yeah Jim Carrey does a good job I really like Jim Carrey he doesn't play as an exaggerated role as he did like in previous years like in movies kind of like the mask and uh you know like liar liar and everything it's not that over the top it is still pretty over the top but you know it's kind of nice to see that I honestly don't love Jim Carrey in his like comedic roles to be honest with you I much prefer him as like a dramatic actor. You know, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and The Truman Show both come to mind. And Both of those movies are absolutely stellar. Have you watched those movies? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. like I, I much prefer. I say him. of
0: course because we talked about this on the previous podcast. Oh. I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, we don't talk outside this podcast. So uh, any, anything that happened prior to this one, I don't remember.
0: Wait, are you saying that? Wait. That's 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 throwing a wrench into the the canon of this podcast here, Adrian. Are you saying that because you don't remember it, it uh, we we it didn't happen? So yes. like, Theoretically, if you didn't remember yesterday, we could have hung out together. Well, we didn't. It's lockdown. But let's just say theoretically, you might just for, have forgotten it, and we actually did hang out together yesterday.
1: I mean, technically, it's possible because if I forgot about it, but I didn't forget about
0: it. Hmm. I think that's a lot to think about for longtime listeners of the show. I think Mm I don't know that I was fairly certain that we've never talked outside this podcast in in recent memory, but we had another podcast. We admitted that at the beginning of the the podcast.
1: I think that was another me, man. A different you. Yeah. So I had a different Adrian initially. I think so because I don't remember. I don't even know what you're talking about. Maybe I've been
0: switched out halfway through this podcast. I'm not confirming or denying anything. I see. So you're an imposter, Adrian. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I love Inter- Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and the, uh, the Truman Show. Great, great movies, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Jim Carrey does a good job. I really like James Marsden. I think he's he's just a great actor all around. I really like watching him in pretty much anything from this movie to Westworld to uh, Dead to Me, the, the X-Men, X-Men movie. Is jinxed relationship with two kids. Like, to, to all that sort of... Yeah, like, any movie I see him in, I really like him. So he does a really good job, you know, just does what he's told, pretty much. Just goes with the script. There's a couple funny scenes with him and uh, Sonic, played by Ben Schwartz. I really like Ben Schwartz. Again, he's absolutely hilarious in everything he's in, from House of Lies to Parks and Rec uh, to Middle Ditch and Schwartz, the improv special on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I like the movie. I think it's a good... Like, if you have just, like, an hour and... 45 minutes to waste you just want something easy to watch a popcorn flick with a couple of laughs i would suggest sonic the hedgehog on amazon prime video in canada
0: cool man yeah what have what have you watched uh, i finished raised by wolves season one oh. which is a pretty good show hbo show of course uh, ridley scott produces it he directed many of episodes in the beginning of the show and so- his son directed one of the episodes as well we've, we've talked about this multiple times so far over the last like 10 episodes because I've taken forever to actually finish season one as it finished I think I don't know what is it four months five months ago now or something like that anyways but uh I really liked it it's really good it's unique it reminds me I think I said this before of Battlestar Galactica I think that's, that's as close of a comparison as I can make I don't know it's uh it's neat I like it and I'm glad they're making a season two yeah, man, me too.
1: I agree with you. Like, I I really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to a second season.
0: Yeah, like the they set it up very well for a season two, so it's going to be an interesting second season just based on where the characters are now at. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the premise, I guess just to briefly explain it, if you haven't watched it, it is again an HBO Max original show that we uh, luckily, I guess, got on Crave TV in Canada. But the, the, there's basically these androids that are s- tasked with going to a foreign planet because Earth is kind of destroyed. And they're tasked with raising children on this foreign planet. And this foreign planet's pretty bleak looking. It's not the nicest planet that you could choose. But, you know, if it's habitable, the, you know, there's oxygen in the air, I guess that, uh, that makes it worth going to. And so these androids are pretty cool characters because they're obviously not human. They're named mother and father. They're just basically keeping the, the children alive as best as they can, even though they're not human themselves. And it's kind of that idea throughout the show. And it, it, it evolves from there. There turns out to be like, the, the reason why Earth is a disaster and Earth is not habitable anymore is because there was a war between atheists and, and uh, this religious cult, basically and a lot of the world was a part of this religious cult faction and they're not uh they don't seem like uh the most the w- most wise of people so they make some weird choices and there's lots of mystery and it's a, i think it's worth worth a shot if you have room for 10 episodes in your time at home during a pandemic what do you uh what did you make of the show in the end there adrian
1: i really liked it i think i mentioned that when i finished it uh it's a good show. Like it's it's nothing like absolutely stellar, um, like not not the best thing I've watched in recent memory. But it's definitely a show I'd
0: recommend and
1: a show that I really liked. Where would you rate it? In your would you even like consider this one of your like favorite shows or one of the best shows you watched in recent memory?
0: No. Yeah. No. It's good though. It's really good. Like it, it's it's definitely better than Ratchet. Like we talked about last week about the Golden Globes and how <laughs> there were certain shows nominated and somehow the Ratchet the show Ratchet like the the prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was nominated for the best drama, which just makes no sense when a show like Raised by Wolves or, more importantly, Better Call Saul, the prequel to Breaking Bad, was not nominated. It just—it just doesn't make any sense. I don't know where. Again, Better Call Saul, man, that's that's a mystery. But anyways, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's. Bad. There's like there's there's pretty slow moments in Raised by Wolves that almost feel not fillerish, but there's just I don't know. It is very bleak though in a time of a pandemic. That's one of the criticisms. I wonder if I would have liked it a little bit better if you know I was watching this during not a plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get where you're coming <laughs> I from. I mean, because the you know Earth is like in tough shape in in the show i don't know if that would have made the biggest difference but i i do like like the acting's pretty great the there's a lot the mystery i really appreciate how they built it's a lot of good world building like they built out this backstory for all of these characters in a a very different world because it takes place like 200 years after today or or even more than that so it's it's uh it's definitely neat I, I do like it. I really like the theme song. The theme of this show is really good. Did, did you uh, did you find that as well? Um, it's very dramatic, but I enjoyed it a lot because it's unique in, I don't know, a lot of theme songs are run of the mill. You know, they're kind of the yeah. same. Uh,
1: I, I don't know because it's been a little while since I've watched it. It's been a few weeks and I honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you how the music goes. So like, I guess, and because of that, I guess it's kind of forgettable for me, but I did enjoy it. I didn't skip the opening scene when I uh, sorry, the opening cinematic whenever me, my lover watched it. So
0: do you often skip opening cinematics? I'm actually kind of curious about, like, I never, I never end up skipping them at all. I just really like opening cinematics. And it's like, if I'm going to watch the show anyway, that what's another 30 seconds. It's kind of nice to see the, the, the opening cinematics. There's a lot of, I feel like a lot of work in just those 30 seconds to a minute. Mm. So, except for the show, the morning show, which is the most egregiously long, <laughs> I don't understand why it's so long. Um, but, but other than that, uh, I I, f- I find that I watch almost every every opening for every episode. Now, I skip most of them. You do, yeah. Okay, I'm just like I'm I'm in it, so let's just let's just patience through it. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, you know what
1: show I don't skip the opening of Game of Thrones. No, a show that I actually watched this week called Promise. You don't never skip long.
0: it. Wait, you skip it for Game of Thrones?
1: I, I watched on like I watched it live, so I can skip. You just ruined my segue. <laughs> Sorry, I was setting that up, and you just shot it down. You shot it down like it was a bird that was uh, that you that you were hunting for eight years. So,
0: or maybe I shot it down like the duplicate of you. Oh my god! That somehow went missing because I mean, if there's a duplicate duplicate of you that I also had a podcast with. Where is that guy? You know.
1: Anyways, no comment. What, what was what was I talking about?
0: I'm not honestly sure.
1: You you so so rudely interrupted me and destroyed it. Uh, destroyed that amazing segue. That uh, I forgot. I, I I just totally forgot. My brain just stopped for a minute there. But uh, I now recall what I was going to talk about. Do you want to hear it? Yes. So the show I've been watching is a show called The Promised Neverland. And uh, it's an anime show. I was watch- I- I've been watching it on Funimation. Uh, there is one season out in English, 12 episodes. I watched it over the past week. It's uh, pretty good. Pretty good. I've been on a big anime kick recently. It all started when I started replaying Persona. F- uh, well, I started playing Persona 5 Royal on my PlayStation 5. And I was like, man, I really love anime, so I want to get into it. And then I uh, watched Attack on Titan, which I'm still watching week to week. Brutal watching it that way, because I'm so used to watching the seasons together. But anyways, I, I just wanted to watch another n- new show, something quick, nothing too long, but uh, anime. So The Promised Neverland was recommended to me by a colleague, and the show's pretty good.
0: Is it about Peter Pan?
1: No. So it's about a bunch of kids that live in an orphanage. And they're all, like, aged from, I think, like, two years old to 12 years old. Uh, And the three main characters are, you know, just under the age of 12. Like, they're turning 12 in, like, a few months here and there. Uh, It's a girl named Emma and uh, two guys, uh, one named Ray and the other named Norman. And long story short, you know, they're just... uh, Living their best life, they they have this like nice little orphanage, which is just on this like grass field, surrounded by a forest, with uh, like a orphan caretaker who they just call Mom, which is uh, another good segue from Raised by Wolves, uh, because the androids called Mother um but long story short the
0: segue the segue you're segueing the fact that the had a good intro does promise neverland have a good intro oh
1: dude yeah that's that's what i was gonna say yeah promise neverland has a banging intro it's so great i actually like sat through it every single time it's pretty short it's only like a minute long maybe a little less but the song like throughout it and just the animation it's just a badass it's awesome i highly recommend it just watch just watch the opening and and tell me that you're not hyped to watch the show that is about to air in front of your eyes. It's a really good, it, it's a really good opening. If you're, if you're a fan of anime, I mean, most animes have like a really badass like opening, but, uh, this one, I don't know. There's something really great about it. I really like it. I just like the song played through it. But yeah, whenever that starts, I get just really hyped for the episode. And again, it, it just starts as like three kids. It's an orphanage of like 30 some odd children. And, uh, Long story short, without going into too much detail, um, not everything is what it seems. So the kids decide, uh, like the three main characters decide that they want to um, see what's on the outside of the orphanage because uh, they've never left their orphanage for the entire time they've been been alive. And it kind of progresses from there. It's really cool because, again, it's just kids it's just about you know these children trying to see what's on like the outside world and trying to outwit their mom who just knows all their moves and knows what they're doing it's a little bit over the top like these children who are like 11 years old are talking like they're simply geniuses and adults but you know it it goes with the charm of the tv show uh, but yeah, it's, it's a anime. I quite li- uh, like, again, 12 episodes, pretty short episodes are only about 20 minutes each. The second season is airing currently in Japanese. So once, uh, the full season gets out and it's all dubbed in English, I'll probably give that a watch again. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really cool show. And again, it expands quite dramatically after the first episode. Uh, again, I don't want to divulge any details, uh, because it's a pretty cool, like twist and where the story goes over the course of 12 episodes, it's 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 cool it's really cool and uh it's a slow burn and there's a lot of just twists and tr- turns throughout the entire series but yeah i'm excited to see what's uh what's up next with that tv show i know you don't really like anime but uh i feel like i should uh, i should be representing the a- any anime watchers that may
0: listen to this show that's fair yeah yeah did you watch anything else no that's it just watched one uh, division uh, actually just an hour before we started this podcast and uh, yeah show just keeps uh, keeps getting more and more intriguing so what's gonna happen next I don't know I'm uh, excited for the next three the last three episodes yeah it's gonna be interesting it's definitely like a good start I, I think to like the rest of the MCU mm-hmm. like they're, they're really like kicking off. The, the next year of the MCU, because considering they went on a one year hiatus, not, I guess by their choice, but because of COVID. So it'll be cool to see how it uh, the Marvel cinematic universe continues from here.
1: Yeah, man, I agree completely. And there's just so much to unpack in every episode. We should definitely, like, I know we've already mentioned that we're doing a closer look episode for the entire season. Uh, once this is all over, but we should definitely consider maybe doing a week to week one and just keeping them short, you know, 15, 20 minutes for maybe start with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, if there is a lot to unpack for that. Because I I honestly feel like we could have easily talked about every episode immediately after for a decent amount of time and probably would remember more of the details if we talked about it immediately after.
0: Yeah, we could have done that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as much like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they they actually showed the trailer during the Super Bowl. It it doesn't seem like it's going to be as much to unpack with that show. It does seem like that's going to be a lot more cut and dry. I don't think it's going to be a lot of mystery elements. So I don't know if it's uh, necessarily something we can talk about week to week, but we can play it by ear and see what the first episode's like and go from there. It's not long now. I guess it's like just over a month away before the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier starts. So, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What did you think of that trailer? It looks it, it looks pretty good, but I do agree with you. It doesn't look like it's going to be anything too out of this world. It kind of looks more so like a like your typical Marvel action movie. Like um I don't know, what do you think?
0: It did look good. I I'm uh, I don't know. It's, it's it's just seems like going from WandaVision to that is going to be a little jarring. I hope it's really good. So I I really just want to wait and see cuz I'm hoping it's running off the idea of Winter Soldier is the is kind of where I want it to be a jumping off point. Like cuz I know you love Winter Soldier. I really like like Captain America, Winter Soldier as well. So I'm curious to see how they they play that.
1: Yeah, man, it does. Like it gives me a lot of Winter Soldier vibes. So I hope I hope it is more along those lines. I think I think it will be. I've I've good. Uh, I've high hopes for this. It's early. It's too early for Marvel to make a misstep. You know what I mean? Like it'd be it'd be ridiculous. Like I doubt it's going to be as good as WandaVision because how do you top something like this? But I don't think it's going to be like a dramatic step down, because you can't. I, I don't think you can just blow it that early. You know what I mean?
0: What, what do you mean blow it that early? Like with the shows, you mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's many movies in, so like.
1: Yeah, no, with the shows, with the shows. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it would be interesting. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be uh, the first show, so it's, it's kind of interesting in that aspect. So I'm curious.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to come out like last August, now.
0: Yeah, it was initially. It was weird because like we were, I think we were in June or July when we started this podcast, we still were talking about how it was going to come out the next month. (laughs) It's like, no, that was not happening. We hadn't heard anything about it, but there was like an assumption still like online that it was still coming out in August, which just obviously wasn't going to happen. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool to see all these shows come to fruition because if they're all of this quality, this is pretty, this is pretty crazy TV. It's it's following a different kind of format. Like the, each each episode is a, again a different length. They're really they're like you could kind of put them together and have like a full length movie. Really, in in, in terms of the a, a quality aspect, in terms of computer graphics and the the attention to detail for for music and and the acting and the cast and the cameos. It's it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. And yeah, we might be able to break down for each episode and do a closer look for each episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll see uh, how it goes. Mm-hmm. Have you watched anything else this week? Uh, I did. Actually, I watched one more
1: movie uh, also on Amazon prime Canada. It's the Gerard Butler disaster movie called Greenland.
0: No, you didn't I, watch. Why would you watch this? Cause
1: I was looking for another popcorn flick. Something easy to watch. Nothing too intense, you know, just a movie about the world ending. Um, I like disaster movies here and there depends on my mood, and I was just in the right headspace, so I decided to watch it. Not a bad movie. Let me tell you, not a bad movie. It's fun. It's fun. It's funny because movies about the world ending always tend to be a good watch, or not, not necessarily a good watch, but a fun watch because it's so overdramatic. Sometimes they take themselves too seriously. Sometimes they don't take themselves seriously enough. In this case, this movie took itself seriously, but it was still good that it wasn't corny. Like I actually really enjoyed watching this. Do you have any interest in watching this movie? Do you like disaster movies?
0: Uh I don't know, man. We're living in a disaster. Do we need this? I can't even believe we watched that because we're literally living in a disaster right now. We've talked about totally different months.
1: it's a different disaster. Yeah, sure. I'm it's sure a, it is. it's a comet coming and destroying the world. It's not a plague. And imagine if the it technically would eradicate covid. So, look on the bright side like that. You know what I mean? Um,
0: But yeah, yeah. It also eradicate the human race. (laughs) What do you mean? Or does it? Well, that's, oh, right. That's how it would eradicate COVID. Because COVID can only live in a human host. So that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Everyone would be dead. Is that what you mean? No. Did you just spoil the entire movie? How did I spoil it? Well, you said it would eradicate COVID. It can't eradicate COVID unless everyone's dead.
1: Well, it's a planet-destroying comet, Simon. says it in the trailer. What else, what do you think would happen? would you say, or does it because or does it keeping everyone on edge baby, watch the movie to find out the ending. The ending is actually a little bit of a surprise, kind of not really a little bit but it's it's a it's a good ride. It is a good ride. It does a couple of unique things, a couple of unexpected things.
0: I thought I remember you in the movie theater and you said you said this is a movie I'd never watch. I was, swear we watched this trailer. In the movie theater is a preview before we watch something else. I'm not sure what movie it was, but you said I will never watch that. Oh, that's a movie I'll never watch. I, don't I swear, this was, it was one of those movies. It was probably like, oh, this looks. You so do bad. that a lot, actually. That's yeah. a common thing.
1: Yeah, but yeah. it's for like very specific types of movies. A Disaster movie like this, I, I, I would have said like, oh, this looks super bad. Like this looks bad. I would have said something along those lines. This looks like total shit. I'll say like, this is a movie I'll never watch for some like corny, like teen movie.
0: Okay. Okay. So you really liked it. That's great. Mm -hmm. I guess it's a 76% or 78% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is just remarkable. I can't even believe that case. I guess they got forced because they were definitely going to put this in theaters. Um, So I guess they got forced to put this on streaming, like everything else, I guess.
1: I think it was uh, in theaters and then it just came to streaming after.
0: And like I don't think so. I think the release date was January twenty sixth. They were they meant to release it last year. It was supposed to release at the know. end of twenty twenty. I don't think they got to release I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they, they were forced to push this movie a couple times and then it ended up being in January.
1: Hmm. Could have sworn that it was out in the theaters, but I guess we'll never know.
0: Well, definitely the trailer was out. Like we we saw it like multiple, we saw it in multiple movies. Like it's crazy to think. Again, we've talked about this a lot, but like it's crazy to think that we were at the movie theaters almost every week. It, it, it's like so we saw this trailer probably three three times at the minimum, and so it's just strange. Our lifestyle is completely it, it's it is completely different. The adjustment is mm-hmm. pretty wild. Yeah, this yeah, has yeah. got no sign of stopping either. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's crazy that uh, this is a good movie because it, it did seem like it was going to be like, ah, there's another one of these movies.
1: Watch it, you Simon. Know. You won't be disappointed, baby.
0: I don't know. I don't know if I'm going make, to make time for this. I, uh, I'll have to see. If you're going to watch see.
1: this movie or Sonic the Hedgehog because I know you want to watch both. Watch this movie.
0: <laughs> that was a joke, right? You, know, you don't think I want to watch both.
1: I know you want to watch both. So just watch Greenland if you, if you need to watch All right. one
0: of them. Good to know. Thank you very much for, for your uh, opinion. I, I appreciate it. I respect it. And uh, I might I might watch Greenland now because, you know, I really wanted to watch both. So I got I to, gotta, you know, I gotta, know. You know okay. my time is precious to me. My time is precious. Time is money. I got to make sure that I exactly. choose the right thing. You got patience to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have you watched anything else this week? No, sir. All right, then. Let's get on to the news then, shall we? What are you thinking? No, sir. No, 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 no. We're getting onto the news. Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one, as reported by Publication Variety, Rick and Morty creator Dan Harmon's next project will be an animated TV series set in ancient Greece for Fox television. The new show will center upon a diverse family of impulsive gods, monsters, and human beings who seek to govern a Greek city together. The series, completely funded and owned by the network, is a part of an ongoing animation deal that Harmon has signed with Fox. To speak in regards to Dan Harmon and the new show, Fox Entertainment president Michael Thorne said, quote, leave it to Dan Harmon to turn the mythos of early Greek civilization into remarkably sharp commentary on today's politics, celebrity and pop culture, unquote. The series is currently planned for release in 2022, Adrian, I know you like Rick and Morty. I know you love community. What do you think about this news?
1: Well, Simon, I think that I'm excited about this news. How about you?
0: I am interested. I'm interested. I'm actually behind in Rick and Morty as well, so I should probably get on that. But uh, it's definitely an interesting thing because now he's on Fox. Like, I mean, on he was kind of no holds barred on Adult Swim with Rick and Morty. And the, uh, I think he kind of, he, he benefited from that a little bit. Like you could just say whatever you want, wanted on Adult Swim, you know what I mean? But I think, uh, based on his career so far, like with community being such a great show that he can do something pretty spectacular with this too. Um, but yeah, what are you, uh, what are you thinking other than that?
1: Uh, I agree but uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's very odd. He, um, yeah, I mean, he's proven himself that he can like make just a standard network TV show and keep it like PG rated as well as he showed his chops with a very R rated TV show and Rick and Morty. So I guess this is going to be that almost middle ground, you know, a more PG related TV show, kind of like community, but also animated like Rick and Morty. I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to do with this. Like, I think, Again, I've watched both those shows. I love both those shows. They're in my favorite TV shows of all time. Dan Harmon's style of writing is, I think, hilarious. It's clever. And I have no doubt in my mind that this is going to be anything less than good. I'm a little bit disappointed that it is just with Fox because, I mean, I feel like Fox is better than NBC in terms of canceling things, but they're still canceling stuff. Uh, Like I, I guess we'll get into that in the next story a bit um however i mean they did bring uh that that said show back not to not to get ahead of myself uh but yeah i mean I, i'm curious how this is gonna go i'm curious what the animation style is gonna be like i'm curious like if they're gonna keep it within that rick and morty style i'm curious if he's gonna bring in any notable actors from his older projects uh wh- whether like justin roiland will also be a part of this all of that sort of stuff because justin roiland brings a special type of like Improvis- improvisation to his roles, and it's very evident in Rick and Morty, especially those um, interdimensional cable episodes, which is pretty much just him going off in the booth, and they animate around it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious how this is going to turn out. Like I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited for this. I I'm I'm confident that this is going to be a decent show at the very least, and I know for a fact I'm going to watch this once it airs.
0: Yeah, at, uh, I think so. I'll do the same. I wonder, do, do you think that you mentioned just a moment ago that NBC is worse than Fox for cancellations? Do you think that? Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel Why, like I'm just curious, like where that perspective came from.
1: I don't know that, like they were the ones that canceled uh, Community in the first place, which was then brought yeah, yeah. back by Yahoo. And uh, again, we're gonna get into it, uh, but they also canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine. To be fair, I guess Brooklyn Nine Nine was canceled by Fox initially, and then picked up by yeah. NBC, and then picked up by Fox. So m- maybe I'm wrong about that. I j- I just I just used to watch more NBC shows. I guess when I was. Uh, Younger and a lot of my uh, favorites got canceled, which made me sad.
0: What else was canceled? That's what I mean. Like Fox, like canceled. They they treated for for instance like Firefly pretty terribly, and then it got canceled. And uh, I feel like they've done that with other shows too, where they like favor certain programming. Like the reason why Firefly apparently got canceled, well, many people believe it is because they they kind of aired alongside or right after uh, football. And it just, they kept getting eclipsed. So no one really knew when Firefly aired. And so then eventually nobody watched it and then it got canceled. It was very odd. And they they started it, started Firefly with the first, the first episode of Firefly was the second episode for some reason. They decided to air the second episode of the season. It, it didn't make any sense. So things like that kept happening. And then, that, then they inevitably got canceled because people didn't know what was going on. That mm. was many years ago. So that's not the greatest example, but You made a good point. Fox is the one that canceled Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like NBC didn't cancel Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm -hmm. They they actually they're ending it, as we're going to talk about in the next story. But uh, I don't know. I think they're both equally. If if anything, they're both equally uh, at fault. Although NBC did, to be fair, cancel Community. So that is a (laughs) a very good point. Mm -hmm. That that cancellation was really shitty. I I can't even believe. I don't really understand why though. It's that was the oddest one because we're in an era of streaming and community did from my understanding very well on streaming like it i only watched community on netflix i think you were the same if i recall or did you watch no, it on no, tv
1: i watched it on tv you
0: did you watched the whole season on the oldest series on the first season on netflix
1: maybe the second as well. and then i watched uh the the rest on like as it was airing i'm pretty sure it was just the first season i watched on netflix
0: so then- netflix is what pulled you in, in the first place though,
1: yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah definitely
0: yeah like that's that's kind of happened with me. I just waited for it though, because I, I didn't have TV at all. Like I haven't had TV in like for like ten years mm-hmm. or maybe even longer. Cable TV, cable TV specifically. Yeah, like streaming was kind of the way, and I think that a lot of these networks were kind of resistant to that change. That ne- again, we we talked about this a little bit before, but it's, that's kind of what happened. Is like they just they resisted the change of the fact that streaming was going to become a thing, and they almost like didn't acknowledge them. They still took Nielsen ratings for like the TV show ratings on air as the really is the gold standard, which just I don't think was even the case like five years ago, but people just didn't acknowledge that times were changing. I don't know. It's interesting, but I don't know. I'm not so sure that NBC is worse than Fox, but yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested to see like in what level he goes into like the Greek mythology. I like this idea. It's funny. It seems like, the, I don't know, maybe it's just my own imagining, but I feel like there's a couple things like this coming up recently and that that game just came out what's it called again the ubisoft game uh immortals phoenix rising yeah which is a similar or well, it used to be called gods and monsters and there's yeah. really a in the variety article they reference gods and monsters so i just found it interesting like when i read that i was like i just instantly thought of that the game should have been called gods and monsters <laughs> i'm just gonna point, point that out. am i crazy or is no?
1: no it should have been there was a lawsuit between monster like the, the energy company. No way. Yeah, they were disputing it. That was the issue.
0: Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that story. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, there, there was uh,
1: on the topic of like Greek mythology. There was also that show that came out late last year uh, called Blood of Zeus, which is a Netflix oh. original series, which I know is like very well rated. I think it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how many reviews, but I do remember it being 100% uh and that's more on like the drama side of things as opposed to like a like a like uh, what i assume is going to be a comedy um by dan herman but again i guess i guess they never specifically said whether or not it's going to be a comedy but we can just assume
0: oh it's going to be a comedy maybe i just didn't write comedy but i'm fer- fairly certain it was in the variety article maybe i just assumed people would assume that it would be a comedy because he's a he's only kind of made comedies mm. pretty much has he made it any drama no Dan Harmon hasn't made a drama that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, there's- Like a notable one that was, I mean, maybe he did a short film or something like that, but I mean more more like on a network or a movie. I don't believe so, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Me too. Excellent. Now let's get back into the topic that we just danced around with number two. As reported by publication Deadline, NBC comedy TV series Brooklyn Nine-Nine will end after its eighth and final season. The Andy Samberg starring cop comedy has had quite the run, with his first five seasons premiering on Network Fox, a cancellation by Fox, and then a season six and seven revival ordered shortly after by Network NBC that was the result of fans rising to the occasion and rallying together online. When asked about Brooklyn Nine-Nine coming to a close, showrunner Dan Gore had this to say in regards to the eight-season run. Quote, I feel incredibly lucky to have worked with this amazing cast and crew for eight seasons. They are not only among the most talented people in the business, they are all good human beings who have become a family. But most of all, I feel lucky that we have had the best fans in the world, fans who literally saved us from cancellation, fans who fill us with joy. Ending the show was a difficult decision, but ultimately we felt it was the best way to honor the characters, the story, and our viewers. I know some people will be disappointed it's ending so soon, but honestly, I'm grateful it lasted this long. Title of my sex tape, unquote. Hmm. Season 8 will premiere in the fall of 2021. Adrian, we just kind of talked briefly about this just a moment ago, but uh what do you think about this pretty great comedy ending in the fall of 2021? It's uh it's pretty sad. Uh, I'm
1: I I I hate to see it go because the show is so good, but at least like it's ending with a proper end, I guess. Like they're they're being told, "Hey, this is the last season," so they can I guess, right for it because I, I, I do feel like the story itself, like the drama between the characters in the background and everything, it, it did feel like they were sh- like slowly coming to conclusions. So um, all in all, it's a bittersweet announcement because I really, really love this show. I, I find it hilarious. Um, but I do know like with all the, with all the issues with, you know, police officers in the United States that, uh, what wasn't there like rumors circulating or something along those lines that the show might even be canceled or or that they were looking into ways to properly continue the
0: series? We did talk about that uh, in a previous episode of our podcast about the fact that they were looking at ways to uniquely write the show now that the Black Lives Matter pro- protests were happening. Uh, but they've always kind of been talking about these difficult topics like you pointed out on that same podcast episode. So I, I, f- I find that they can definitely have worked around this, and it, it almost make it even more relevant. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. It's interesting. I, I do wonder that. You, I'm, it's interesting that you brought that up because that's that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, is this the reason? Is this the reason why this show was canceled? It, not really. Again, not really canceled because it, it looks almost like they came to a mutual decision to to end it, which is a lot better than a lot of shows get. Like Community actually is the greatest example of that. Like Community just got canceled.
1: Yeah, or Arrested Development
0: yeah, but luckily, both of those shows got to come back and they mm-hmm. got to make uh, really kind of end their shows. Like I found that rest development arguably you can say it was ended, maybe mm-hmm. But uh, you can definitely say that for community, which they seem to Dan Harmon seemed to have planned the end that community is a pretty interesting situation. It's actually similar to this, in that the the fans rallied behind it and it came back to life. like it's it's crazy that it came back. I was so happy when it got picked up again. That mm-hmm. was uh, fantastic when that happened. Yeah. I remember watching it on Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, for community. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Community for sure. I mean, for like Brooklyn nine, nine coming back, mm-hmm. both of those shows, like it's incredible that they were able to, like to do that. It, it, it's, it's no, not unheard of, but it definitely doesn't happen like this very often. I, I brought up Firefly earlier actually, and Firefly did something similar in that they, they came back for a feature film that was in theaters after it got canceled, which is just crazy. But, uh, yeah, NBC and Fox seem to just keep coming back up in this uh, in this regard. They cancel shows prematurely and then they, they would get revived by some other network or Yahoo. Yahoo, arguably the greatest network. <laughs> what happened to Yahoo?
1: They're just living in the shadows.
0: The, the, the craziness of Yahoo is Yahoo is the biggest internet company in the world in the beginning. They, they, they crashed and burned. They, they didn't crashed. want to adjust. You know that story, right? How crazy it is with like what happened with Yahoo. Like they had the opportunity to buy Google, the Google search engine, and they said no. Imagine being like hindsight's twenty twenty. Imagine being the guy that
1: that that said no, no way in hell am I getting this.
0: Like he definitely, he definitely made billions of dollars, like the the CEO of Yahoo. But still, like there was so much that that platform could have done. Even like the whole streaming wars thing, they were kind of smart in the way that they were starting to get into streaming by purchasing community. Mm. And then they just gave up and they didn't make anything else. They just didn't want to build the infrastructure. It's, it's very, fa- it's fascinating that they just, there's like so many moments that even that moment's a good one to even point out because at that point there was just Netflix, really, there was no other competition arguably. Uh, yeah. It's it's interesting. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's fantastic. The cast is just phenomenal. Like Andre Brower, obviously Andy Sandberg. Terry Crews, baby. Yeah, it's surprisingly great, that show. I When I initially started watching it, I'm like, ah, this could be good. There's just a lot of bad comedies that always just seem to come and go after like one or two seasons. And this is just not one of them. This mm-hmm. is a gem. And they made, like like Community making, like for instance, Abed's Cool, Cool, Cool um like a catchphrase like noise noise or cool 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 from like andy samberg's character in in brooklyn 99 is is a thing that you hear people say now
1: yeah i say i say the cool 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 thing all the time
0: i know And i don't know it's like just something about this that it it's original and it's definitely worth a watch and i'm glad that it's ending and not being canceled that that that's the only thing i guess i can be glad about because i it's going to be a little bit uh a little bit sadder in terms of the comedy, the, the sitcom realm in terms of what, what we have available now because this show is going away.
1: Yeah, so, man. I don't know. even know what ongoing like comedy show I'm even watching anymore because like The Good Place is done if this show's ending. Like I, I don't yeah. – I can't recall an ongoing comedy series that I'm watching.
0: Yeah, you make a really good point. I don't – Shits Creek is over it as well. Like I, I, I'm like deep into Shits Creek. Kind of sounded like a phrase that someone would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm deep in shit, but anyway, uh yeah, like that. That show is incredible. That shit's Creek, and I've only got into it now, and I and I find that it is on the same caliber, honestly. Like I find that the first season is just a little bit more of a slow burn, but once they start hitting their groove, that show, in terms of its depth of building up these characters as people you can really relate to, just like The Office or Parks and Recreation or Brooklyn Nine Nine or Community, is the advantage. Uh, of schitt's creek as well but it's over like it's it's over it got nominated for lots of golden globes but the sixth season was its last what else is there there's nothing else Simon. nothing maybe there's something we don't we don't watch but we we need to get into
1: superstore actually I mean, everyone's watching that on netflix apparently that's really
0: oh is. yeah that's a good point it's funny that it's like five seasons in and we still we, we'd never even seen an episode and i arguably barely
1: heard of it dude i don't so. think i ever heard of it or if I did heard of it, I I cut it out of my brain.
0: Yeah. Like Silicon Valley's over as well.
1: Silicon Valley, done.
0: I think we're missing other shows. If, if there's other shows that we're missing that we don't know about, hey, viewer, listener, write into us at Split Focus at gmail.com. We want to know what comedies you're watching that you think are incredible that we are just overlooking. Okay, moving on to number three. As reported by Deadline, The Mandalorian actor Pedro Pascal and Game of Thrones actor Bella Ramsey have both been cast in HBO's adaptation of video game The Last of Us. Developer Naughty Dog's The Last of Us is one of the most well-regarded narrative-focused video games of all time. The story, set in a zombie pandemic-torn America, follows a smuggler named Joel who is tasked with smuggling a 14-year-old girl by the name of Ellie out of a quarantine zone. Pedro Pascal has specifically been cast as Joel, while Bella Ramsey has been cast as Ellie. Adrian, arguably maybe your favorite game of all time, The Last of Us. What do you make of this news?
1: This news is
0: incredibly
1: exciting, Simon. It it like news like this makes me feel like really good, and it you know there's been like TV shows. I remember when this show got teased many years ago. Do you remember when Macy Williams from Game of Thrones fame as well? when she was supposed to be Ellie, quote-unquote, like, supposed to be, where she had, like, I an do. interaction online with uh, Neil Druckmann. This is like, back in, like, 2015, like, like like forever ago. And, you know, now she's obviously aged out of it. But I remember hearing about the show way back in the day, prior to The Last of Us Part Two releasing all of that sort of stuff and being so excited that I could share this story with, you know, people that just don't like video games. And with this announcement of the, like – you know, of casting Joel and Ellie, the two main characters in the series, it's actually happening. And it's happening with two amazing actors. Like, Bella Ramsey is phenomenal in Game of Thrones. As like, uh, what's her name? Not Leanna, is it Leanna Mormont?
0: Uh, Was she a Mormont? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched Game of Thrones. I don't remember. But yeah, she was basically, she was royalty in the house that she was in, and she was like very mature for her age. She commanded a presence on the screen, which was pretty great. She
1: did at such a young age. It, it, she, Sorry, that I swear I didn't fart there. I don't know if you heard that. That was my foot scraping against my
0: seat, I swear. Yeah, now I believe it less. Okay. I didn't know what the sound was. In fact, I thought there was somebody talking in the background, and I'm sure the audience thought the same thing, but now we think you farted. I so. did not toot. Congratulations. I did not toot. But anyways... <laughs> I did not toot. <laughs> uh, Bella
1: Ramsey, again, she she demanded a presence on screen as uh, Leanna Mormont on, on in Game of Thrones. A super awesome character. And, you know, her playing the role of Ellie, I can definitely see it. She has, like, fire in her eyes, this fiery nature. You know, Ellie's pretty young in the show, but this, this actress, she's actually 17 years old, looks younger. Y- sorry, younger looks younger um and i feel like she can look like i believe ellie is what 14 in the first game 13 or 14 in the first game so 14
0: i, feel, I read yeah. it in the, the copy here
1: yeah that's what i said 14 years old in the first game um so i feel like she'll fit into that and Petra pascal again he's proven himself over the past few years as a as an amazing actor most recently, obviously in the Mandalorian where honestly, when you look at it, there's, there's some parallels between the Mandalorian and the last of us, you know, taking. Yeah.
0: I was thinking that like, there's a very road movie esque aspect to both of these. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's sheltering Ellie and as Joel. And then obviously in the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is specifically on it. I guess he's, he wait, he's literally smuggling the child in reality. So it, yeah, it is very, very paralleled for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was super interesting. And again, I think Pedro Pascal. It's not. It's not who I imagined. Honestly, I did not expect him to be cast as Joel in in a million years. But it makes sense, and I think he's going to do a stellar job. And again, he it's- actually
0: kind of like looks a little bit like him more than I expected. Mm-hmm. I, I, I only started drawing the comparison though after. Like I, I never would have thought of it. For some reason.
1: Yeah, like doing so, that side-by-side comparison, like those pictures. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I think he's, again, a good actor. He kind of looks like Joel. Although the looks don't really matter all that much. Like, Bella Ramsey looks nothing like Ellie. But again, that's okay. Because this is going to be its own thing. And honestly, again, like hearing this news, like it's only a matter of time. We're going to we're gonna fill out these cast of characters over the course of the next few months to a year i assume we're gonna hear these casting announcements and everything uh prior to uh pedro pascal being announced there's like a brief rumor of uh mahershala ali actually being cast as joel which uh which again i, I love mahershala ali i think he's a fantastic actor but uh, i forget what the source was it was some like ridiculous i think like in infinadium or something some random stupid website and then you know people were talking it around about it. though, yeah, it did go around and I was like this this is obviously not true, <laughs> this is obvious it could
0: have it would have been interesting though it it wouldn't have not worked. that's the interesting thing to me. I feel like it could have worked if that was the case or even remotely there was any truth to it at all. yeah, it would have been interesting, but uh, I don't know,
1: you I, know that yeah. there would have been like a stupid amount of backlash for it
0: well considering like i mean for those who don't know who are listening to this podcast the amount of backlash for the second game for progressive things not like that but kind of you can i guess see in maybe the same vein in some way like people just were not accepting like certain elements of the second game despite the fact that the creators didn't change it's not like it's not like there was new uh developers brought in for the for the Mm -hmm. last of us part two that would maybe be ruining uh, what they believed uh, was correct no it was the same developers the same creators Neil Druckmann was involved as he is with the show by the way that's what's so great about this is he's literally writing the show for HBO mm. and so it's it's really neat that he's writing the show and um, Craig Mazin from uh, Chernobyl not from Chernobyl the place but <laughs> of, of the Chernobyl HBO show yeah uh, are are writing it and show running it and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be uh, interesting. But yeah, like uh, yeah, that whole thing with Mahershala Ali was ridiculous because there was like no, I don't think there's any truth to it at all. Like was he even yeah. in negotiations at all? Probably not. Honestly, It's just some ass on the internet made it up? to yeah, get clicks
1: exactly. However, again, I agree with you that I wouldn't have muddied the casting. I think Mahershala Ali is phenomenal. I mean, he's Oscar. Oh, would have been great. Oscar winning actor. Yeah. Um, but uh, either way, I mean, like Pedro Pascal is Hispanic and. Joel is not a Hispanic man in the game. So at the same time.
0: Right. With that being said, like, will he have a Southern drool? I think so. I think
1: so. I don't, it's so iconic to the character. I I find it, I feel like it would be, it would be weird to take that away, but maybe not. Yeah. You know, maybe not. Maybe they want to differentiate a bit. The thing that I'm most excited for about this is how they're going to expand on the world that I'm already familiar with. And on the story I'm already familiar with One of my favorite things about the last of us um, and and the second one in particular, but especially the first one is there are so many little notes left around the world uh, that add to the storytelling. And there's one story in particular that I I, like, I I always think of when I think of the last of us as like these additional, like an additional storyline is the Ishmael story. I don't know if you remember that the ish story where, uh, long story short, you end up on like this beach and then you start picking up letters it's written by a guy named Ish and his like community of people that made a like community under the sewers, but you go there during the aftermath. And I I would really love for them to do like maybe not mini episodes, but like almost these like flashbacks to like what was happening in this specific area and, you know, bring those additional like story elements into the actual TV show as
0: well. Hmm. Interesting. So like almost like, not following Joel and Ellie at those moments, but just maybe doing a side episode, almost like the the Native American episode in Westworld or something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Like uh, you know, maybe the episode ends with Joel and Ellie, and um, they're actually with other characters at this point in the in the in the game. Like you know, they they get to that beach and they pick up like a, the note, you know, the first note written by Ishmael, and you know that's kind of how the episode ends. And then the next episode begins, and it's you know telling that story and actually acting it out and then you know that would be cool yeah so so kind of like shows like oh like what happened in the store like in the in the sore area like I, I would love that i think uh, and i think this is the perfect opportunity to really expand on those environmental storytelling stories throughout the the last of us game
0: yeah that would be really neat like i'm sure that there's also a bunch of side stuff that they potentially didn't put in the game that they might have wanted to but maybe run out of time or like other other little tidbits like that that they might have for lore that they weren't able to use. like I guess a good example of that is like J.K. Rowling has like apparently double the amount of or something like that uh, of the book material just as lore that she does not even used in Harry Potter, which almost seems a little ridiculous, but it's fine. a lot of extra material. And so I, I'd imagine that Neil Druckmann and team have a lot of extra material that they didn't necessarily use. Mm-hmm. That game is truly incredible. I mean, as a narrative, just just alone, if you don't even think of it as a video game, like it's a, it's a piece of art in terms of the way it's done. It's not, I, I almost shied away from when I described this as a zombie pandemic torn America because I, I, when you get, when you put a zombie into it, it feels like it almost becomes chintzy, if, if that makes sense. Is that, does that, do you find that?
1: Yeah, I feel like at this point, it's like a negative connotation. Like zombies are just so overplayed and that's not what this like is about is. at all.
0: I mean, it, yeah, it, is. it isn't, but it is super important to yeah, the story.
1: Yeah, to be honest. it definitely is. But again, at the same time, it's it's not like you're following the characters, you're following the world, and I guess you could say the exact same thing about The Walking Dead. It's I guess it's like a setting, but uh, I don't know. Like th- this, this is one of the one of my favorite stories of all time. Period. And uh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. Like I feel like it does a disservice explaining it as like a zombie American pandemic movie or TV show.
0: Yeah i can't wait yeah i can't wait either yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i just find that i don't know i'm a little worried that they're gonna mess it up i know that we got some good creators on board and we got some good actors to play play some of these roles but i just like you already have something really sacred in the the incredible game that is the last of us and i just wonder is there a benefit to making this that's my only that's the thing i keep think going back to is there a real benefit like got the games the games are incredible yeah i know you and you might be just in the wings here waiting to say hey my family didn't get to play the last of us i know i know i know i agree with you i do um but this has to be also different enough that it it really works for the context of of the fans out there of the game because i'm sure like a large audience base will be people who have played the game Because they're fans of it, that's why they're gonna watch the HBO series in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, like, with that being said, yes, but if if it's not enough for you that it's different, for instance, a good example of this, the Tomb Raider movie with uh, Alicia Alicia Vikander, like that movie was too much like the game in my opinion. I just find that like it it just like the not the not the old games, but the the new uh, trilogy of games that came out recently. I don't know if you disagree with this, but I find uh, that it was like well, it pulling took, so much that it was yeah. just trying to be that. It was like that is what we are in our DNA. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's beneficial because I was like, is this what? What's the point of this? It's like we're rewatching like a remake of this of this game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Again, like just because it's a remake, like I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it. Like I'm fine with that. And again, worst case, it's not a good show, but I still have the games.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It doesn't necessarily take anything away, but it be it will be disappointing.
1: Oh, it'll I, definitely I be it's... disappointing um, if it isn't great. But again, I I imagine this is going to still be great. And you know, the, you always get that like, oh, this isn't as good as the original or anything. Like, I think you can just differentiate it, and it's okay. Obviously, you're yeah. going to compare the two, but you can just differentiate it. I think like a prime example of this, there's like the Netflix uh, original. Death Note movie, live action movie, not well liked. I actually kind of liked it because I can differentiate it from the series. It's a different story, you know, taking a lot of the elements and, you know, similar characters, but they're adjusting a lot of the things. And I accepted it for what it was. And I, and I liked it. I came out of that movie thinking like, this was not bad. I would like to see more, but everyone was like, this is not as good as, you know, the anime series, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, it's not, but it's not supposed to be like, it's not the same thing. It's, Trying to be something different, so
0: we'll see. Yeah, strike the balance. Cool man. Super cool. Well, now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as reported by Entertainment website IGN, actor Jamie Lee Curtis has been cast as the character Tennis in the movie adaptation of the video game series Borderlands. Not only that, Jack Black was cast as
1: Claptrap. I didn't hear that. You didn't hear that? No. Is that is that good? I'm just confused about what the hell this movie is. Like, why, uh, like they're know. they're hiring like such big actors. Borderlands isn't a good story. It's it's about the shooting, it's about the loot, it's about all this all those items. Like what like what are they doing? Like, is this movie going to be good? It's not even a funny game. The humor is so cringy like how is like this movie's going to be trash? I can't imagine it being anything more than trash. It's By like Eli Roth, like they're hiring big actors, they're hiring a bigger relatively big director. What like what's going on here? What's going on here?
0: Number 2. According to Deadline, Game of Thrones actor Peter Dinklage has been cast as a talking bear in the animated film adaptation of the graphic novel This Was Our Pact. The a lot of Game of Thrones
1: actors being cast in things.
0: Number 3. As reported by Variety, actor Sandra Bullock has been cast in the Brad Pitt starring action movie Bullet Train.
1: That's a cool name for a movie.
0: Number four. As reported by Deadline, actors Guy Pearce and Kate Winslet will reunite once again for the HBO limited series detective drama Mayor of Easttown. The previous project that the pair worked on was HBO's limited series Mildred Pierce, which garnered them each an Emmy Award for their performances.
1: Hmm, I never heard of Mildred Pierce. Is
0: that Guy Pearce's wife? Number five, as followed by publication The Hollywood Reporter, actor Gina Carano has been fired by Disney from hit Disney Plus Star Wars TV series The Mandalorian over a number of controversial Twitter posts.
1: Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't think she's a good actor and I didn't even like her character, so I'm pretty just
0: whatever about this. Number six, as reported by Variety, a Wizard of Oz film remake is in development with HBO's Watchmen director Nicole Castle. Set to direct. I do not like The Wizard of Oz. I do not like it. Whoa. I find it creepy. Whoa. Okay. Number seven. As reported by Variety, Judd Apatow's new Netflix pandemic comedy will be called The Bubble and is set to star actors Pedro Pascal, Maria Bakalova, and Karen Gillan.
1: Bakalova is one of my favorite
0: desserts. Number eight. As reported by Deadline, director Aaron Sorkin's next film, Being the Ricardos, will be a biopic following the stars of comedy I Love Lucy, and will feature actors Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem.
1: Oh, interesting. I wonder if this is... Also going to be a Netflix original film.
0: Number nine, as reported by IGN, Netflix is developing an animated film and TV series adaptation of author Brian Jacques' medieval fantasy novel series Redwall that follows the anthropomorphic animals of Redwall Abbey. i never even heard
1: of this, but this sounds cool.
0: Never heard of Redwall? No. Adrian. Oh. Number 10, as reported by tech website The Verge, HBO's Game of Thrones creators... David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, in association with actor Hugh Jackman, will be developing a Netflix TV series adaptation of Pulitzer Prize-winning novel *The Overstory*. A lot of Game of Thrones talk this episode. And that concludes the montage.
1: Thanks very much, Simon, for the montage there.
0: Oh, oh, you're very welcome. What do you, uh, what do you have for me, Adrian? What, what are we doing? What, what's happening next in our next segment? I got new releases for you.
1: Ooh. Let me tell you, there's not much coming out this week, unless I missed a bunch of stuff, which is definitely possible. I did not find many movies releasing this week. Six movies releasing this week. That can't be right, but apparently it is. Yeah, I mean, it might be, you know? Anyways, let's get into it, Simon. This is for the week of uh, Monday, February the 15th, to Sunday, February the 21st. And the first movie that's coming out is coming out Tuesday, February the 16th. It's a movie called Animals on the Loose, a You versus Wild movie. It's a Netflix original oh. movie. It's, a, it's an interactive movie with Bear Grylls from Man
0: vs. Wild. The guy that, ah. yeah,
1: you know, Bear Grylls.
0: I do briefly. I understand who he is.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he drinks his own piss a lot. Apparently.
0: I don't think that's actually effective, apparently. To drink your own piss? Like, I'm pretty sure that this, bit, that's been Disproved. Know, myth busted, but uh, it's just disproven. Like, I-, I think it's actually more detrimental than useful. I think that that's the case. But I mean, Mayor Grills Bear Grylls might uh, disagree or maybe just likes drinking his own pee. It's possible. Possible. Uh, did you ever, like I never watched
1: much man versus wild. You know what show I used to watch all the time though? What? Survivor man. Remember? Oh, yeah. Remember survivor man. You ever watch survivor man? I didn't watch either of these shows to be honest. No. Uh, survivor man no. was awesome. I used to watch it all the time. There wasn't too many episodes, uh, but you know, it was, it was similar sort of premise, but it's literally like this guy that he would just get dropped off at a random place with like specific gear There's actually 51 episodes of Survivor, man. so I'm wrong. But he'd be like dropped off. So he'd be like in a desert with like a broken down car. And he'd have to survive for a specific number of days and somehow, you know, let someone know that he's out there to get saved. But, you know, he'd like he'd bring his own camera equipment and everything like that. And he would he would set it up specifically and then, you know, like do the scene and then like walk back to like get all his gear and he'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to do this anymore because this is like, I'm too exhausted to do this. His name's is Les Stroud. He's a, he's a, he's Canadian as well.
0: Huh? That's crazy. Yeah.
1: I loved survivor man as a kid. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. Um, anyways, that's all for, for, Tuesday, February the 16th. So the next movies are coming out Friday, February the 19th. The first one is a movie called I care a lot. It's a Netflix original movie starring Rosamund Pike who you may know from other movies.
0: Yeah, the movie, the hit movie Gone Girl.
1: I've never watched Gone Girl.
0: It's pretty, pretty good. Have you watched a lot of David Fincher movies? Because I feel like maybe you haven't.
1: Not a huge amount here and there. I watched. you
0: watched though Fight Club, right? Yes. Okay, cool. It seems like most people have seen Fight Club. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like list a bunch of David Fincher movies. But then if I say Fight Club, they're like, yes, I have seen it. Yes. Like, okay, cool. Do you like Fight
1: Club? Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's good. Mr. Robot, like the first season has like a lot of, it's definitely inspired by Fight Club. Very evident.
0: Yeah, a little bit for sure. I'm not sure we should really talk about Fight Club, but anyway. Funny. That's a good one.
1: Anyways, I Care A Lot is about a woman who tricks judges into making her the appointed guardian of some old folk and then scams them out of their life savings. However, she crosses the, the wrong elderly human being who has ties Uh to some powerful gangsters.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Yeah.
1: This movie's very well rated. It's over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. Wow. Yeah. I might watch this one. It seems like a really cool premise. The trailer looks really great. There's just so many movies I need to watch and just not enough time. There's not enough time for anything. Flora and Ulysses is the next movie coming out, and it's coming out on Disney+. Plus. This is about a young girl who befriends a squirrel with superpowers.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's super exciting. I can hear it in your voice,
1: man. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the next movie coming out is a movie called Body Brokers. This movie actually does have Frank Relo in it. Um, and oh, nice. This is confirmed by Apple TV and Movie Insider. It's a video-on-demand movie. It's uh, based on a true story, apparently, about the fraud operation occurring in rehab clinics throughout the States. Huh. Trailer looks really good. I recommend checking out the trailer if you have time.
0: I might do that. Okay. And the
1: final movie that's coming out on Friday, February the 19th, is a movie called The Violent Heart. This was confirmed by Movie Insider in the trailer. It's a video on demand movie once again, and it's about a 24 year old dude who begins to fall for an 18 year old girl that he's in a re- relationship with. But because of his past indiscretions, people aren't having any of it. Oh. Yeah. And then finally, there's one more movie coming out this week that I could find. It's coming out on sa- Saturday, February the 20th, and it's called Classmates minus. It's a Netflix original movie about four friends going through a midlife crisis. I see. That's it. That's all, baby. Wow, that
0: was a short week for movies. Mm-hmm. Not much. Not much releasing. Okay, well, that ends our regular scheduled programming for this uh, this week. Uh, how are you feeling about this, Adrian? What are you uh, What are you thinking? Any Any closing thoughts for the audience?
1: Um yeah, so if you have there's two movies in front of you that you both want to watch, it's Sonic the Hedgehog and the movie Greenland. You should watch the movie Greenland. I see.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I I I garnered that I I I picked that up from our previous conversation. You really like Greenland, don't you?
1: It's a good movie. Good movie. Yeah. Definitely better than Ready Player 1.
0: Oh my god. Well, that's possible actually. That actually I'll give it to you cuz that, that Greenland is particularly high rated on Rotten Tomatoes, so you could actually be right about the, uh, about that this time. But uh, I guess I'll have to watch it, maybe, maybe. No guarantees to uh, confirm or deny that statement.
1: Let me put it this way: it's the third, it's the fourth best movie I've watched this year,
0: and it's I've, the fourth best yeah, movie you watched this
1: year. Yeah, I've watched eight movies this year, and it's the fourth best movie I've watched this year.
0: What's below it?
1: Uh The Rental, Taken. Aquamarine and Sonic, those those movies I would put under.
0: Sonic was the worst one? No, no that year? was in
1: no particular order.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't even know which one is the worst then based on the Taken, probably. Uh, Yeah, honestly. Yeah, figured. What's the first, the first one? One Night in Miami?
1: Yeah, definitely One Night in Miami, followed by probably Palm Springs.
0: Oh, yeah, Palm Springs is, oh, man, what a good movie.
1: Yeah, and then I really yeah. liked Wolf of Snow Hollow as well. Mm. And uh, and then yeah, then I'd go with Greenland. After they all, they all, wow. they all hit on totally different notes. So those four movies are very, very, di- very different from one another. So well,
0: know. that's fair. Well, then, thank you for listening to the thirty-third episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter. Signing off.
1: Hey gang, it's me, Adrian Pinter, and I got. I got news for you. Batman v Superman's a good movie. G- Goodbye. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Take care. I'm not even going to say it this week. I know you're waiting. I'm not going to say it. You never say it back. I'm waiting for you to say it to me now.
0: Love you.